Thanks for tuning in to Men for the Win, a podcast hosted by David Kufis and Dan Thompson, two avid fans who appreciate well-played baseball, especially when it's done by the Twins. Men for the Win is sponsored by The Grand Group with Edina Realty. Are you looking to purchase a new home in the Twin Cities area? Or perhaps you're trying to sell your current home? Whether you're upsizing or downsizing, The Grand Group with Edina Realty will meet all of your housing needs. Contact The Grand Group by emailing thegrandgroup at edinarealty.com or call them by phone at 612-817-8751. The Grand Group with Edina Realty, three-time Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine Super Agent Award winners. On this episode, David and Dan recap the Twins' four-game series against the Toronto Blue Jays. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Thanks for tuning in to Men for the Win. My name is David Kupas. With me, as always, is Dan Thompson. The Twins managed to split a four-game series at home against the visiting Toronto Blue Jays. Even with the split, Dan, even with the split, the Blue Jays are only one game back in the wildcard race. It does seem unlikely, unfortunately, though, that they'll be able to keep the Yankees from the postseason. Why do you think that? Well, you don't think they can? You don't think they can close that gap? Well, I think because Boston's in between them currently, I just don't see a situation where they're going to be able to uh, to take that over. Well, I sincerely, I'm rooting for them. I thought maybe a split would be just the right balance of Twins victories and and Blue Jays victories. It's pretty rare, right, that we're okay with Twins. Like, had the Twins been swept in a four game series, I don't know how mad I would have been. You don't think so? I mean, I wouldn't have been thrilled, but at the same time, it's so it, there's enough sweet to that bitterness that I think I'd be okay with it if it meant the Yankees don't make the postseason. It it is hard to believe, David, that there's only a week left of baseball, though. You know, like yes. I mean, this has been it, baseball's a long, wonderful season, and it's almost done here for our Twins. It's been a long slog, and the season always feels longer, Dan Thompson, when the Twins are losing baseball games. Isn't that true? Well, let, let's go ahead and talk about these games. Series recap. So four game series, Dan, and really started on a high note and then just continued downward as the as the series progressed. But the Twins did manage to come away with game one rather decisively. Twins win this one seven to two. Pineda on the mound. He got through five innings pitched, gave up two earned runs, eight hits, two strikeouts, and a home run. Season ERA currently at 3.73. Buxton came alive in this one, Dan, two for four. Mitch Garver. Mitch Garver, do you remember him? He was a catcher for the Twins for a while. I do. Yeah. I remember him. He is now back in the lineup. He went three for four. I don't know, Dan. Every time that he's stepped to the plate since returning, I haven't had that sort of pit in my stomach feel that I had the last stint he was up. It does make you wonder, like, what what has been going on with him all season? I know he's had some health issues, but, like, what do you think is the deal? You know, I'm not 100% positive. Obviously, the injuries play a part, but I do hope that it's nothing really mechanically with his swing or, like, his timing. The way that he's had these sort of big outbreak games gives me a little bit of hope that we, we can see Mitch Garver sort of back to what we would hope to expect from him in 2022. I think that's really crucial because I think if Mitch Garver can be back to, or we talked about this last time, I, I think he has the capability to be an all-star catcher. And if, if these are injuries that he can overcome, gosh, it'd be nice to have him like this next season. Yeah, I, I don't know that again that he's going to put up all-star numbers, but I think he can 100% be a productive member of this team. Yeah, I think so too. And the other thing, you mentioned Pineda. I, I guess I'll talk more about him later, but I, I'm really impressed that he's kind of gotten it out here and, and having, a, I mean, I, I realized he has financial incentives here to, to play well. Yes. Right? I, I, that's got to be part of it, doesn't it? Well, what do you mean? I mean, do you, you think he's just going to phone it in and just give up home No, I just, mean, I just mean like, it's, I don't know. I, I guess you're right. There's no reason for him to phone it in individually, but he has looked really quite impressive here down the stretch. And again, this is against a playoff team or a, a team that wants to be in the playoffs, like the Blue Jays, who they need these wins. I don't know how much coming off the injury, if they're limiting his pitch count or whether they're that just That is thinking, the Twins' way, David. 
to limit pitch counts, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, yeah, and I just don't know if that is team imposed or whether they're just like, oh, you know what, third time through the lineup, let's go ahead and pull him. But he, he kind of been hovering around that five inning pitch mark. It'd be good to see him get deeper into ball games with his what one start that he has left. Are, are Twins pitchers allowed to go past the fifth or sixth inning? You know, is that is that a it's, rule? It's hard to believe. But yeah. Anyway, other notes on this one. It was nice that Gordon continues to show these flashes, Dan. And we had asked the question a couple of a couple of episodes ago. One what, might say Flash Gordon. Oh my, there, I, David. You I walked should into not. That I should not have given you that opportunity. My goodness. But he has shown these little moments, Dan, where where he could be a member of this team as a starter. I asked this a couple of weeks ago, and you thought yes. I I leaned no. But my goodness, Dan, he is certainly making a, a case on paper for his inclusion in the starting lineup next year. I also love that he started in left field. He moved to right field, and then he went back to left field. So isn't that a weird? Yes, we're, isn't that a weird situation? We're gonna talk about not 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 that particular thing that happened, but we are gonna talk about the Twins outfield situation uh, a little bit later. But with that, any other notes on Game One, Dan? All I'm gonna say, David, is that this was a little bit disappointing with the Puckett's pick situation. I know we're gonna get to this more a little bit later too, but there was a little bit of foreshadowing here with Buxton playing well here in in, in Game One. I was I was quite happy. I was quite happy with Buxton's performance in Game One. With that, let's move here. Game Two, Twins win this one as well, three to one. And this one was probably the one that most Twins fans were looking the most forward to because Jose Barrios was on the mound. I, unfortunately, I was so swamped between work and some other commitments, I couldn't make it to this game. I was quite disappointed. A quick shout out, though. So I really wanted the Twins hat that was given away at this game. And I had a buddy who was at the game who got me a hat. Big shout out here to Dan. Oh, that's um, nice. Yes. Not very, me, Dan. Different not, Dan. Different, I have far too many Dans in my life. So I've noticed uh, that. Is this why you always call me Dan Thompson honestly, it's in the a show? Big just reason. to make sure. Yes, it's well. To be fair, the first time you and I met, we were in a group with another guy named Dan. That's true. Yeah, it's important. Anyway, there's 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 too many Dans in the world. I'm working yeah. on that, David. <laughs> I don't, maybe you shouldn't put that on record. I don't think Dan, that you're working <laughs> on limiting the number of Dans in the world. But anyway, so for for this one, Barrios was on the mound through six innings. He only gave up three earned runs, which again, six and three. I'm okay with that. Like if Barrios had made the start for the Twins, I would have been happy with it. I'm sure the Blue Jays were happy with it as well. But Dan Jose. Rios outdueled, my friend, outdueled by over. What do you know about that? Isn't that great? And and this one, I, w- I was a little disappointed in the attendance. The, only about 18,000 people showed up for this game, which I would have thought, come on, Twins fans, this is your chance to see Jose Barrios. Yes. And, you know, any game is a triple. David is exciting. Luis Arias legging out a triple. Isn't it? It's just, it's the best play in baseball aside from a perfect game, right? Isn't that how it goes? Is that a statement? I don't know that I've ever heard being, that. I'm trying to be ironical here in this, ironical? In this situation because you made fun of what? me because of the cycle comment. <laughs> what? And now which I've gotten a lot of feedback wow. that says that the cycle is better than the no hitter, David. No. no. Who who has sold you that? Not <laughs> what a do chance. You mean, sold many, me that. How many people? That's a legitimate no, thing that people would think. How many people in your life did you talk to ask this question and they told you that they thought the cycle was better than a no hitter? Two different people. And, and how many said the the no hitters were better? No, that was the, that was both of them. I didn't I didn't tell you how many people well, I actually asked okay. about what, it. David. The, no, not a chance, folks. Tweet us. You have to stop this. You have to stop this madness. This is a terrible, terrible discussion. No, hitting for the cycle 
is not cooler or more interesting or more fascinating or more exciting than a no hitter. Uh, Luis Rise was halfway to it today. I mean, he oh, okay. had, he had the single oh, and enough, the triple. Enough. I mean, we're done. Right. No, please, um, we're done. We're I have <laughs> I have more later to say about Overstart because I thought this was cool. Uh, but the Twins do hang on to this one, three to one, and you know it looked like we were on our way towards a, a series sweep and, and eliminating the Blue Jays from contention here. So close, so close. But game three came, and then game three happened. Yes, the Blue Jays come away with this one, six to one. Their offense comes along. Live. The Twins, two errors in the field, and this was some ugly, ugly baseball. And I got to be honest, look, looking at our pitching lineup here. So we had Gant, Moran, Farrell, Baraclaw, and Coulomb. And I got to be honest, Dan, I would be just fine if I didn't see any of these pitchers ever again in a Twins uniform. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that too. Like, this is, is this the throwaway game? They saw Robbie Ray out there <laughs> pitching for the Blue Jays, and they thought, great, this is our chance to get Baraclaw a couple innings. Uh, I guess you only got the one, but man, alive. Where are these pitchers coming from, no, David? They just keep coming up, Dan. It's amazing. It is amazing that the Twins' pipeline of mediocre, washed-up pitchers, it just seems to be never-ending. And the Twins, again, you know, they go 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position, which is kind of a, to me, it was kind of a remarkable feat, given they only had three hits all game. I didn't feel like they were ever that close. I mean, <laughs> they get their one run at the beginning, and then nothing after that. Nothing. And, okay, here's the deal. I want to talk about Brent Rooker for a little bit. So there was an article at Twins Daily talking about, you know, what is Brent Rooker's role here, and will he have a place? on this team next season and I gotta be honest Dan he doesn't look good in the field he doesn't even look adequate in the field and this was exacerbated in this particular game where he just did booting a ball around in in the corner and right field granted he made a good throw to the cutoff guy and that that got the runner out at third but it didn't matter because it allowed the Blue Jays to score a run prior to the throw out Almost like it shouldn't have been a situation in the first place, right? Exactly. He would have just handled exactly. the play well. Because that was his first error of the season, actually, which surprised me for as poorly as he's looked no. in, in left field and right well, field. So, but here's the thing. it's not Sometimes, oftentimes with the outfield, you know, errors are a little bit harder to come by. Right, because guys aren't typically dropping fly balls. But sure, the, sure. the thing is with outfielders, not typically, not typically. Yes, <laughs> yes, I suppose. <laughs> not typically. Yes, fair point. But but I think oftentimes it's just the way that they play, their movement in the field. How many how many doubles are they are they changing into singles by getting to the ball quick and getting it in fast? There's a lot of nuance to outfield where yes, there's there's less of a chance of an error in the outfield. So it doesn't super surprise me that he's only got one on the season. But it's <laughs> to quote our our uh, friend of the show, Hogue. He has a lot of dumbs, Dan. He has a lot of dumbs out in the outfield. So this concept, you know, you know how often they will they will have a, a percentage of how how likely a player was to make yeah. a catch, yeah, or to make a play like that. Like, do you, do you think that that's maybe a more useful way to measure than a guy like Brent Rooker? A hundred percent, certainly. Almost any other statistic other than just looking at how many errors they've committed, because sure. again, it just doesn't. Errors in the outfield are so much different than errors in the infield. Huh? You know, David, I, this is not something I had I had really thought deeply about before, but it's clear that you have. Well, you've just, given this some thought a little bit, just because I think that, especially, I, I am honestly, I'm foreshadowing because I really want to talk about this in one of our segments. So I'm going to stop myself. Right, here. Let's, let's what, stop what, talking yeah, there. What, let's let's go to game four here, which was no better. Uh, the Twins lose this one five to two. It's a, like a they, little they, better. A well, little a little better, better I guess. <laughs> a run, um, a run in either direction, one one space closer to each other, and and a lot more opportunities here. You know, yeah, you're right. A three run difference is a lot different than a five run difference when yes. you're getting down to those later innings. Um, especially because it was really a four to two game. You know, for a few innings there, the the Blue Jays tacked on one in the eighth. Um, that ended up being you know one of those crucial insurance runs. So this was Jax was on the mound, five innings pitched, six hits, four earned runs, two home runs. 
given up season ERA now at 6.78. We've said this the last couple of outings for Jack Stan. I think he's he's trying his hardest to make sure he doesn't come to camp with a chance to make the rotation next season. Yeah, I mean, it's another one of those, you know how I love pitch counts. He's got 83 pitches, 61 strikes. Yeah. That's a little high. It's, it's That's high. A little... It's kind of like he's, I mean, he would be a big Rick Anderson follower, right? In yes, this sense. Yes. And, and again, five innings, four runs. Isn't That's kind of the Griffin Jack's line yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that five innings pitch, as you mentioned, twins pitchers aren't allowed to go deeper than five innings in no, a game. No, so... no, no, no. There's a big wall there. Yes. They, they put him in a little holding pen after the fifth <laughs> inning and say, you stay there. But yeah, stay. five five innings pitched and four earned runs just isn't good enough, Dan, even for this twins team. No. And I think it may be if he's the fifth. Well, no, you don't want your fifth starter if you're having a 6.78 no. year rate. I mean, Jay Happ had a better year. Oh, my goodness. That, I'm pretty sure by the end. Yes. See I've, how I've I did that. I worked in Jay. In. Yes, I've been meaning to look into how Jay Happ is doing. But anyway. I'm sure he's doing very mediocrely yeah. <laughs> for the St. Louis Cardinals, who keep winning. Did they finally lose? I haven't even followed. It, no, I don't think so. I thought they extended the streak today. I think the record currently is 22 wins by the Indians a couple years back. So they're at 16. They can tie, Dan, the MLB record for, for post-dead ball era baseball. The win streak that the Cardinals are on, the Twins would be happy with maybe a third of that win streak at this point. Oh, Dan. yeah. Yeah, no. This is what are we talking? About? Let's get back. Well, we are back to the twins now. So they, so the twins, they they dropped to sixty nine and eighty seven. They're not going to lose a hundred. So I guess that feels pretty good. I'm hoping they don't right. lose ninety. Yes. I would feel pretty good if they don't lose ninety. Feel pretty good. Well, I, I'm going to feel terrible regardless <laughs> how the season ends. Sorry, Dan. it's all about the context, right? <laughs> all about the context. Okay, well, let's. I, uh, I would like them to not lose ninety games. Okay. <laughs> Let's push forward here into our segment, Dan. A segment that I am very much looking forward to. Catch them all, Kirby Puckett! Puckett's Picks winner. Buxton does it for you. David, my guy, the whole season. He finally comes through for you. How fitting. 11 points. Polanco has four for me. Donaldson, negative three. Not ne- great not against good. the Blue Jays. Not like the last time out. <laughs> not a good series at all. I am so happy that we can finally put this behind us, Dan. I have 20 wins on the season, and that's all it takes, Dan Thompson. That's all it takes to secure me a victory for the year. Um, you're also forgetting my streak. I believe I extended my own streak, <laughs> David, uh, to I believe it's 12 in a row. Now that I've gotten wrong, I think the last win was in April. That is, well, now you can try even harder, Dan, because you don't care if the listeners win or not. That's true. I'm going to now, yeah, I'm going to try hard. <laughs> I wasn't trying before with this very complicated system of picking a name out of a hat <laughs> over here that I've got. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going. Beast versus Bench. Is losing fun? Is losing fun. Beast versus Bench, Dan, you have, huh? Okay. You tell huh. me. You tell me why this guy's on uh, is your beast. Okay, so I would love to go with your guy, but I was trying to be a little bit contrarian here. And so I picked Luis Arise. So Luis Arise. Okay. Why are you chuckling? He okay. So he had a hit in game one. He had his triple in in game two. David, which maybe I'm a little bit biased because of the triple. I was just encouraged to see that Luis Rice had a slightly better series here because he's had so many poor series. He did have a hit in game three as well, but there's slim pickings, I think, with this one, David. It was pretty spread out. It was a little bit. I am going to go with Buxton, not only, Dan, not only because he finally gave me the victory in Puckett's picks for the season, but he also had a really great series, and he is starting to look like the guy who we had on this roster in April. He is, which now the Twins are going to have a conundrum here of how they can get him signed going forward. I mean, because he's he's maintained his average is near 300. His OPS is over 900. And if they've got a couple months of that now, bookended around some injuries, I, I think that's good enough to throw a lot of money at Byron Buxton's way. Okay, gut check. 
Gut check, Dan. It's that time of the episode that the twins signed Byron to an extension this offseason. Yes, because of that tattoo that I learned <laughs> that he's got a twins tattoo. And I think you can't change that. You can't possibly add another one no, next to it. No, couldn't be done. Okay, Dan, no, who, can't be done. who's on your bench? This was a bit of an easier pick. So I'm going to go with Josh Donaldson, Mr. Negativity. Oh, yes. Um, he <laughs> Mr. was not great. Mr. Negativity. We're going we're gonna to hear about that one, Dan, I think. <laughs> well, because he had negative points in Puckett's picks. That's oh, why I'm yes, going with that. Yes. No, just he wasn't great. He And anytime a guy in the middle of your order plays poorly, I think that's going to cause some issues for you, especially when you're playing a team as good as the Blue Jays. Yes, absolutely. I have Donaldson on my bench as well. I thought about putting Sano on the bench, but the thing is, he took a lot of walks, and he had four walks and four strikeouts. If he can if he can match his strikeout total with his walk total, as long as he had a couple hits in a series, I think I can handle that. Yeah, that's a pretty, actually, that's a very good point. He's been much more selective at the plate. He's yes. learning how to not swing at those pitches, and, and I think that that comes with when you strike out a thousand times in your <laughs> career. I think eventually you start to realize, huh, maybe I shouldn't swing at that pitch. You start to pick up on things. All right, well, with that, Dan, let's go ahead. Rocco's Rewind. Rocco's Rewind. The note I said is that I'm, I'm glad that Rocco is kind of riding Pineda to the finish. I don't mean finish of a game. Of I mean course, the finish that's of impossible. A season, yes. Right? Because, because I do hope, I hope that this is enough of a sample size now for the Twins to say, you know, a known quantity might be better here than an unknown quantity and that they would keep Pineda around in ne- into next season. I think we've talked about this. And, and again, we're no cap experts here. No. But I would think they could get him at a pretty reasonable rate. I would, yes. I, I mean, it is tricky though when you look at his ERA and it's sub four. The problem is obviously the health concerns that you have with right. him. But the twins are like, well, we know what to expect then. You know, he's only going to pitch, you know, however many games due to being out for different stints on the IL. So I think with that in mind, I bet they could get him for what, five million maybe? Oh, that would be great. I was thinking more like 10. But uh, well, I think that's he's getting like ten to twelve right now. I think I would still probably pay him close to that, just given the steadiness that he has provided for them. But it's so hard with starters, you know. You see what happened to Maeda, right? Where yeah. he has just a, an injury plagued season and he's pretty useless. That's what I like about Maeda's contract structure, right? It's all incentive based. I'm yeah. sure the players' association hates it. Oh, for sure. But, but from a team standpoint, from a fan standpoint, really, I mean, I love that deal. Yes, absolutely. You you like to see a guy get paid more when he performs well. Then you don't have these boomer busts where you spend really big on a free agent and they might just be terrible and it doesn't matter you're still paying them billions oh, yeah excuse me. no i know but th- that's the issue with baseball that i have i mean the co- the guaranteed contracts that's great for the players yeah but it's really pretty brutal for trying to match value to guy because then you know then you have a guy who's like i mean look at albert pujols he signed all of that he signed that big contract to go to la and he was worth a fraction of that in terms of time yes it's just it's got to be really hard i i don't know glad i don't have to deal with those problems anyway david i don't know how i started talking about albert pujols how about you? You go ahead. What's your Rocco's Rewind? What I appreciate is with Garver's return, you can see that Rocco is being very intentional at getting Garver as many plate appearances as possible. So if he's mm-hmm. not catching, he's in the lineup as a DH. And I think that's what needs to happen. I think since Garver has returned, he's shown again that he can be an effective hitter. But the only way that continues and we can see some consistency is if he actually gets the plate appearances. And so if he's only going to catch one out of every three games, I want to see him DHing those other two, certainly. And now that they have that, I mean, the DH spot is pretty open for him to do that. I yes. think that, that makes it very feasible. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's charge into the uh, the Minnesota moment here, David. <laughs> Minnesota moment. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Gordon's home run in the fifth in game one. I just thought two out, 
two on. That's a big moment for a young guy at the plate just to get a hold of that ball. It's a fun one to watch. And I don't, I don't have the stat right in front of me now because I'm thinking of it, but they showed a stat where he has a lot of two out RBI. He's been very good all season with two outs and the Twins need, guy, every team needs somebody like that who can play in the clutch. Yeah. What do you have here for uh, your Minnesota moment? You know, I'll be brief, but I think Bailey Ober beating Jose Barrios, yeah. you know, I, that's always kind of a hard thing. It's almost like when they talk about NFL quarterbacks beating the other quarterbacks. Yeah. Like, well, they didn't actually play each other at all. Like, there's no <laughs> crossover. But I do think that was a big moment for the Twins, I think, to kind of, I, I don't want to say flush Barrios away yeah, in that sense, yeah. but, but how, how cool for Bailey Ober to be able to step up against a good team at home with Barrios on the other mound. I just thought that was a cool moment. It's kind of a sentimental thing too right i think for fans it was good i think it would have been interesting had barrios thrown a complete game shutout or something right like pretty demoralizing yes like i think it would have been a hard a hard pill to swallow for the twins so to be able to come away with the victory even had ober only gone like three innings and the twins still managed to win it it was less about ober and more the fact that that barrios he he got hit a little bit which was nice and once again i mean ober he threw 82 pitches they're continuing to let him pitch just a little little bit more uh anyway let's move on i just don't know how it can get any better mauer's musings you got a question here david mauer's musings i do so it it sort of relates to what we were talking about with gordon playing left field then right field then left field again a rise in the series had a great throw home he was sort of channeling his inner eddie rosario uh, to get a runner at home thank you look at you bringing up eddie i didn't have to do it myself just for you you, dan Dan thompson here's here's what i want to know dan and truly my question is asked sort of in jest because this this will bother me if the twins don't address it next season dan Will the Twins have any non-outfield position players playing in the outfield? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> of course. I mean, like... Thank you for thank you for quieting my fears, Dan. Well, because because here's the thing: this is part of baseball now is is having those no. super utility kinds of guys. No. Yes, it is. No. What do you mean? No. Do you, do you mean like on like a starting basis or like a you know bringing I'm them about in late the, in the game? I'm talking about what the Twins have done this season, Dan. Yeah, I think it's inevitable. You think because, you think the same thing is going to happen next season as what happened this season? Well, aside from maybe all of the aside from maybe all the injuries, yeah. I, I guess are you? What are you really asking then? Can you can you hone in your question here? I, I don't know. <laughs> How could it get any clearer? <laughs> Try this Dan. again. Well, okay, let me explain to you what I think you're saying. Okay. All right, what I think you're saying is, are they going to have to like scramble to have an infielder who has never really played the outfield at the professional level above AAA, right? In the in the majors, are they going to have to force a guy to play the outfield? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I think that's going to happen because this is the track record of what Rocco does. And when you have, when you're carrying what feels like 16 or 17 pitchers, you have to have, you have to have position players who are versatile enough to be able to try to do that. Well, I hate that. I hate that. I, I don't. So much. I don't love it. I'm just saying. But that's kind of the reality of, of where you are when you carry so many pitchers and you and you don't have enough starters who can go past the fifth or sixth inning. Well, but but you're still going to be limited on how many pitchers you can have. I, I don't think you should be focusing on these super utility guys when they're not great at any one position and they're okay at at. at eight positions or whatever the case may be yeah i guess so i i guess i I don't have i'm just saying there's there's not a chance there's another team that has done what the twins have done this season with the number of different people they've had play in the outfield and the number of different people they've had play in the outfield who have no real right to be there no, and I again, I, I hope that they can address it. I guess what they need is they need a, a flexible outfielder. They need healthy outfielders, right? They need yes. five healthy outfielders, and then they need a sixth and seventh and an eighth healthy outfielder who can be versatile, who can play multiple outfield positions. I, I, guess, I guess that's what they need. Maybe. I mean, that seems like that's insane. 
That's insane. A number of people. You're telling me you want seven guys on your roster who can play the outfield? I mean, no, I, I want five. I want five on my five, roster. Five is is more reasonable, I guess. I just mean depth in terms of not not on the major league roster, but if somebody gets hurt and has to go on the injured list, you've got guys at AAA that you can bring up who actually play the outfield regularly. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, though, is yeah, that yeah, yeah. they haven't done that, right? They no, haven't. Like, so I, don't, said, I don't have a reason to think they're. I mean, they've do done that. that a little bit, right? Like they brought up Celestino for a stint and a couple of other guys, but really, what it comes down to, Dan, is they want to find these young guys at bats at the major league level they're like well we'll just stick them in the outfield it's major league baseball dan it's major league <laughs> it baseball is. do you know all day all day dan for my job i look at spreadsheets and i move numbers around right that's what i do i don't i don't go to another company and say yeah you can put me in marketing i'll be fine it's just fine no problem major league baseball dan we're not talking about Little League. This drives me nuts. I just don't like the nonchalantness with how okay you seem with this idea that, no, 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 this is just how Rocco does it. He just puts someone who ill-equipped to survive in the outfield. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying this is the reality. This is how they operate. No, I don't mind that you're saying that's the reality. What I mind is you don't seem to care. All right. I, I do care. No, no, no. I just think there are other issues that-, that What other I- Oh, right, my. Well, let me ask you. I'm going to ask you my question. I'm going to run to my question. This is, <laughs> this is, this is what I do, David. I escape. <laughs> <laughs> by changing the narrative. Fans want an ejection. There it goes. And that was Gardy's gripe. Who is your bounce back candidate on this team for 2022? Kyle Garlick. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want him to play the outfield, don't you? Um, okay, sorry. Give me a second to compose myself. All right. here, so. I was going to say Jake Cave. I yeah. assumed he was going to be the one you'd want was... here, but I think we know that this is this is the level for Jake Cave. Yeah. Well, it's tricky because bounce back, does that assume then that they had to play most of the season? That's why this is a complicated question, yeah. David. Because if you're saying that it's somebody who has played a lot this season, hasn't spent a ton of time on the IL, I, if I were a betting man, I'd probably put my money on Luis Arise because he has played a lot of this season mm. banged up, I think. I think Max Kepler is also a name that you could put out there for someone who's who's due for a bounce back. As far as the guys who have spent a lot of time on the IL, Buxton has been so productive when he's been up, it's hard to be able to call that a bounce back unless you're talking about, again, him staying on the field. Garver, again, he spent so much time on the IL, it's hard to call that mm-hmm. a bounce back as well. Donaldson's the same situation. He's had a really good season, even if he has had to spend a couple of games on the IL as well. So I guess out of the players who have not spent time on the IL, I would say probably Luis Arise or Max Kepler. You, yeah, that caveat of that they couldn't have spent time on the injured list, I think, reveals just how injured this team has been. Yes. And how difficult it is to be able to kind of point to any guys. I mean, I wanted to say somebody like Alex Kirilov, but he was playing well when they Correct. were... Correct. I mean, so many of these guys were playing good baseball when they were healthy. Yes. I, I think to me, I almost have to look at the pitching staff in some sense, right? But then you look at those guys and there's like, you know, all these AAA guys, we don't even no. know what they're bouncing back from. Well, that's that's um, the problem, right? You can't really say guys who, who have been consistent players for the Twins because they really haven't been all that terrible or the ones who have been terrible have had sort of ups and downs. And they're guys who you don't even want to see on the team next year. I, and again, I want to say Taylor Rogers, but then he's been healthy too. There's there's no winning in this discussion. So I'm just going to take Jake Cave. I'm just going to say Jake Cave is going to get back to his okay. production from a okay. couple okay. years Hang ago. On. You you yell at me when I give you hypothetical questions and you're like, yeah, but I really know. And then you just, that's not even an answer, Dan. Jake Cave, <laughs> a bounce back season? What would a bounce back season mean to Jake Cave? He starts a bunch and he still performs terribly? <laughs> No, he's Dan, that no. he's that versatile give fourth me, outfielder, give, David, uh, that keeps the rise in the infield. Give a real answer to this question, all right, Dan. Thompson. All right. Well, it's actually very difficult. To, I didn't when I posed it. I thought it'd be an easier question to answer. <laughs> 
I gave you like uh, six names. Can't you just pick one of mine? I can't because Randy Dobnak. Can I say Randy Dobnak? That's that's re- he's about the only on the legitimate IL. character who could be up because because he we have not seen him perform the way that he performed in previous seasons. Everybody else has shown enough that you could think that they would have been able to put it together. So I'm going to say Randy Dobnak. Okay, I still don't think it's great, but enough. Let's. Uh, it's let's, a tough question, yes. David. All right, let's let's grade the series. Series grades. Well, I'm a little higher than you are here, Dan. You are. I'm going to say a C because I had higher hopes here after games one and, and games two. Uh, I thought that they'd be able to steal one of those other ones and actually really win. I mean, they're at home. It's beautiful baseball weather into September. I want it. I don't want them to lose 90 games. There's something about that number that, that pains me. There's something about the 80s that feels better. Um, so I'm giving them a B because they gave a series split. And honestly, after the second game, when they got the victory, I, I mm-hmm. turned to my wife and I said, well, the worst they can do is a split, which seems likely. So, <laughs> so Well, you were right about that. Yeah. So I'm going to give them a B. I thought they performed well against a team that has a lot more to play for than the Twins do currently. All right, David. The moment that doesn't matter anymore. Puckett's Picks. And we'll see you Puckett's Picks. Well, I like to think that it still matters because I want to know what those final totals are for the season as far as like total points scored. So we we still need to do this. So the listeners took Buxton and Dan, you will get to pick first. I'm going to pick Miguel Sano. That's where my heart is if Buxton is gone. So I'm going to take Miguel. Okay. Well, in that case, I'm going to go with obvious, uh, obviously Nick Gordon, my friend. Oh, clearly. Nick Gordon. He has been on it. I hope he wins me next week's Buckets picks, Dan, just because I want to, I want to see him do that. It'd be great. And I think this is the first time he's been picked all season. I think it is. And I'm, I've picked Miguel Sano way too many times and i think he either gets me 20 points or negative (laughs) five okay well with that dan you want to send us out i do well folks if you like what you hear please do tell a friend you can follow us on twitter at men for the win you can find our men for the win facebook page as well make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you're notified when new episodes are available and if you could leave us a rating that'd be great thank you for listening and as always go twins That'll wrap up another episode of Men for the Win, a podcast hosted by David Kufis and Dan Thompson, two avid fans who appreciate well-played baseball, especially when it's done by the Twins. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, go Twins!